welcome back to the Conscious Body Podcast. I am actually very excited about today's topic because we are talking about the nine reasons why I feel or think that I didn't lose weight sooner. Why it took me 10 plus years to figure out how to lose weight long term. I never really understood why I struggled with weight so much. I spent years trying to lose it but was never successful. And when I was, it was only to regain the weight. And when I think back, I can't think of one specific thing that I can point out to say, hey, this is why I couldn't lose the weight. But instead, there's a few possible ideas that I'd like to share with you today. And I'll start off by saying that I do think that this is a mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. So all the key points that I'm going to be talking about today encompass all three areas of life because I really do think that it comes down to more than just fitness and dieting. I do want to make it clear that these reasons are not in any specific order. They're just kind of as I'm thinking about them and I'm just saying them out loud. I don't value number one more than number nine. I was actually trying to think about 10 reasons and I prayed over it, but I only kept getting nine. So I don't know if later into this podcast, I'll think about a 10th reason, but for now we're sticking with nine. That being said, reason number one, I really believe that there was some kind of spiritual warfare going on. I started hating myself at a young age. I had a very negative perception of myself. I had very bad negative self-talk. I was stuck in comparison. I remember printing images of these. Well, actually not even printing. Yeah, I did print some images that I also would get some from magazines and put them all on this whiteboard behind my closet door because I wanted to look like these women. So I was stuck in comparison. I didn't have a strong foundation in who the Bible says we are. I believed the lies of the enemy because I, again, did not have a strong foundation. And an example I like to give when it comes to that is the story of the counterfeit bill, right? We don't go around studying fake money. We know what real money looks like. If someone throws a fake bill at you, you can catch that because you're using the real thing every day. You're seeing it, you've touched it, you probably smelled it. You know what real money is. So the day that someone tries to give you a hundred and it's fake, you're going to call it out because you know what's real. So you can call out the counterfeit. Same thing with the word of God. Same thing with the Bible and who and what the Bible says we are. Because I didn't have that strong foundation, when the lies of the enemy creeped in, I couldn't call them out. I fell for what the world had to say about who we are. And society and the world have such a wrong perception and idea of who we are. If you really want to know who you are meant to be, and what he has created you to be, you have to read the Bible. There is no better book. There is no better teacher. There is no better anything out there than that one book to tell you the truth. And let me tell you that I fell for the counterfeit for way too long because I lacked the truth. Yes, I had great parents. Yes, I had a great upbringing, but there was some wisdom that wasn't spoken into me. There was some wisdom that wasn't taught that I needed and that I didn't get. And that's why it was so easy for me to fall for the counterfeit. This next reason ties into number one. It's something that I recently learned from John Bloom, and it's that God designed our emotions to be gauges, not guides. And I'll say that again. God designed our emotions to be gauges, not guides. They are meant to report to us, not to dictate us. And that's something that I did not understand at a very young age, especially when I was trying to lose the weight. And even more so because I started to try to lose weight at a very, very young age. So I had no idea of this. I had no concept about this. So we have to understand that our emotions are not always reliable. Actually, a lot of the times they are not reliable. And our emotions are also great indicators of what we believe and what we value. If our beliefs and our values are rooted in lies, because again, remember, number one, our foundation isn't there. So what are we actually believing? And what are we actually valuing? What kind of life do you think you're going to produce? 
Our emotions also reveal what we love, what we fear, and what we trust. And for so many years, I believed that God hated me. That's why he made me fat. I believed a lie that again wasn't true because that did not come from him. Going back to number one, did not know the truth. I want you guys to get this. This is why I keep repeating it, knowing the truth. And because I didn't know that truth, I adopted society's ideas and beliefs and values of what it was to be beautiful. And I knew that I didn't fit those qualifications. And I'm not mad at my younger self. I know she didn't know better, but the lies creeped in. It's also important to note that our emotions are wired into our fallen natures. Sin and the enemy have access to them. And they will be used to manipulate you and for you to act faithlessly. Not every emotion is to be believed. Not every idea is to be believed. And these are things that I just took as truths. When I felt that God hated me and that that's why he made me fat, it opened a whole door for the enemy to come in with his lies. And that's kind of how I ended up going down this whole path of self-love and really the idling of the self that we are going to talk about in future episodes. But that's a whole topic in itself. It left me susceptible to some of the biggest lies I've had to unlearn. And you guys would be shocked how many of these lies you are probably doing right now that you think are truth, but they're not making you feel better because society is telling you that that's the truth and that that's the way. And that if you do this, if you do that, you're going to be happy. You're going to have weight loss. You're going to have success. These emotions, right? We're being played on our emotions again, but let's remember our emotions cannot be trusted. We got to go back to the truth. We have to go back to its factual. We got to go back to logic. Reason number three, I had no idea what I was doing. When it came to weight loss, I was completely lost, especially as a 12-year-old. What does a 12-year-old know about weight loss, right? So I associated weight loss with starving. And then later on in life, when I remember going onto Google and typing in weight loss, I understood calories in, calories out, but that still didn't seem to work. And it wasn't until years later of trial and error that something finally worked and that for me was tracking macros. I feel like the reason why macros worked for me specifically was because I spent years being super black and white with how weight loss is supposed to work. The reason why I feel macros work for me is because I spent years seeing weight loss as black and white. There was no grayscale for me. It was all or nothing. I'm either giving up all the foods or eating all the foods. There's nothing in between. And when I was introduced to tracking macros, it gave me the flexibility, yet the structure that I needed. And it really started to shift my perspective on how I view food, how I, how I felt about food. I no longer was restricted to a certain amount of foods because prior to tracking macros, I was only allowed to eat about 10 foods, you guys. There was no variety in what I was eating. And so going from not understanding what the heck I was doing to having somewhat an idea was definitely helpful. Finding something that made sense was extremely helpful, especially when it came to weight loss, releasing some of that resistance because again, I was very black and white in the past and I needed some grayscale. Reason number four, I feel like all of the years of me trying to lose weight, my testimony was being written. He knew exactly what he was doing because being overweight and unhappy led me to other paths in my life that would later serve me as part of my story and mold my character into the person that I am today. Especially, I briefly covered that in episode one, the whole journey that it took me down because I was obsessed with finding self-love, self-discovery, and self-awareness. 
my testimony was being built during those years. Reason number five, I think this one's pretty important. I know I said that there's not one that I value more over the other, but I feel like this could have changed my entire life. I really do think that God was trying to keep me humble because honestly, if God had given me what I had wanted, which was a perfect body and perfect skin and perfect teeth and perfect this, perfect like whatever image of perfect I had, if he had given that to me, I think I would have been very lost in this world. I think that my life would have turned out to be the opposite of what it is today. I feel like it's, it, it would have turned out to be pretty ugly. Not that I would have never came back from it, right? But I do feel like God knew what he was doing. He was trying to keep me humble there. Reason number six, sometimes you can be doing all the things right by the books, but there's underlying reasons that you may not even be aware of that are preventing you from losing weight. I at one point was working out, I was eating right, I was doing all the things that I knew I had to do, but I didn't know that I had PCOS. And if you are familiar with PCOS, PCOS can actually hinder your ability to lose weight. Did I let that define me? No, but it was helpful to know that it wasn't because of my lack of discipline. It wasn't really because of me, but there was something that was out of my control at that point that I didn't know of that was actually keeping me stuck. Even now, after working with many clients, I find that sometimes it's something chemically in their body. It's not that they lack the willpower. It's not that they're not doing enough. It's just their body asking them to take a deeper look somewhere else. There could be something wrong. Let's get blood work done. Let's check our gut. Let's check our vitamin D levels. Let's just have all these things in place to rule out that there's any underlying issue that you may not be aware of that's actually preventing you from losing weight. Uh, and before I move on to the next one, I just wanna emphasize the gut. I am not a gut expert, but I will tell you that a lot of the issues that you may have, or if you feel like you're stuck with weight loss, could be coming from your gut. Side note right there. Number seven, how we feel about weight loss. I felt like weight loss was the most difficult and impossible thing out there. I admired people that could do it, and I just did not understand. I would look at before and afters, and I would think to myself, she did it, I can do it. She did it, I can do it. But even then, I could not wrap my, my brain around that. I just felt like weight loss was such an impossible, difficult thing. And I later found out that one of the reasons why I viewed weight loss to be a, such a difficult thing is because that's how I was wired from a very, very young age. And actually, most of society will tell you that weight loss is something that's really, really, really hard. And I'd like to paint a different picture for you because I had to change my beliefs, shift my beliefs, and feelings around weight. Turns out, and some of y'all are gonna come at me for this one, but weight loss is actually pretty simple given that you have checked off some of these things on this list, right? Sometimes I wonder why I felt like it was so hard, but weight loss can actually be simple. Earlier on in my journey, I took a step back and I made a list of all the things that I believed about weight loss. And I was shocked at how impossible and how difficult I made weight loss to be. And I had all these rules, all these can'ts, all these don'ts, about weight. Examples. I can't eat past seven. I'll gain weight. I can't eat carbs. I'll gain weight. There was more things that I couldn't do than I actually could do. And this belief system that weight, losing weight was difficult, was keeping me stuck. So I want you guys to take a paper out after this episode and make a list of all the things that you believe about weight loss. And you'll be surprised how many of those are actually negative beliefs rooted in. This is a very difficult thing to do. And then not only list out the beliefs, but question them. Where did it come from? Who said it? And how true is this to me? You'll be surprised at what you come up with. All right, you guys, number eight is huge. Setting deadlines. While deadlines work for some people, I found that for my personal weight loss journey, deadlines never worked. They were out the window. I spent 
years trying to lose weight during specific deadlines. I made calendars drawing out when I would lose the weight. I had jars where I would put little pebbles inside and transfer out a pebble every time I lost a pound. I mean, you name it, I did it. I always, I would even say to myself, all right, well, we're going to eat super strict for 10 weeks. And then after that, we can go back to normal. But right now we just have to lose X amount of weight. That never worked. Deadlines did not work. Turns out that deadlines were setting me back instead of propelling me forward. And when I removed the deadlines, I ended up losing 30 pounds in that year. I focused more so on, instead of having a deadline, I focused on what can I do today that's going to bring me closer to that version of me that I know is healthy, that I know feels good in her body, that can go out and do things in the world because she's a healthy human being. What are those things that I have to do? Every day, I would check those things off. And one day I woke up and I was 30 pounds lighter. And to me, that was mind blowing because so for so, so many years, I put deadlines. I gave myself stress, but I did it and I try to control it. But what I did not understand is that God is timeless. So why am I putting a deadline on my body? It's not even my body, right? It's a body on loan. It's on loan to me that one day it's going to be returned, right? And that's another topic, but set deadlines. Give yourself a year. What's the rush? You're in this for the long run. You're here to be healthy for life. Not for summer, not for a wedding, not for a quinceanera. We want to do this for life. You want to be there for your kids. You want to be there for your future kids, your spouse, your future spouse, which again ties into the next topic. Why do you want to lose the weight? Is it for you or is it for God's glory? Now, this is going to be the final point, but I really want you to think about your intention. Why do you want to lose the weight? Who or what is it for? And I can tell you right now that every time that I try to do it for me, it never really worked. I get it. Self-love, self-care, got to lose the weight. But when I shifted the perspective and I asked, how can I use my health to better serve others? It made a huge difference. I had clients in the past tell me too, hey, I can stay accountable to you, but I can't ever keep a promise to myself. Why is that? Why can we be accountable to other people with our goals, right? With our weight loss goals or whatever goal it is. We're better off most of the time staying accountable to others than we are to ourselves. And we get to a point when it comes to our health and wellness that we don't even vocalize our goals anymore. We've already messed up so many times that who's going to believe us? It comes back to the intention. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for a bigger purpose. I do feel like we are put on this earth to do God's work and we're here to serve. And you cannot do that if you don't have your health. Whether you're serving in a community, whether you're serving your kids, whether you're serving your husband, whatever it is that you're serving, it's not even about us. It's about them. It's about the bigger picture. When I took the pressure off self, when I made it less about me and more about others, that's when I found true fulfillment. And I know that it's easy to get lost in doing it for self, especially with social media, right? We do it for looks. We do it for whatever exterior reason it is that's not biblical. But you have to catch that because usually more often than not, that leads us down the path that we don't want to be on because it's that path that keeps us in this cycle of feeling stuck. So how can you break free from that? How can you get clear on your intention? And how can you best understand why you're doing this and who you're doing this for? If it's not for you, who is it for? 
All right, you guys, those are the nine reasons. Again, I was trying to think of 10 so bad. I even prayed about this, but I only got nine. And I feel like that's what is being meant to be given to you. It's just these nine reasons. And I really want you guys to think about this because for so many years, didn't understand why I couldn't lose weight. Now, today I only thought about nine, but I'm sure that I'm going to get more throughout the day or throughout the week or even like within the year. And we might have to do a part two of this and come up with like 10 more reasons, right? Or nine more reasons. I'm going to leave you with these nine for now. Really think about them and find me over on Instagram. Let me know what you guys think. That's at it's Jackie underscore. And I want to know your feedback. What do you feel is stopping you from losing the weight? Which reason did it resonate with the most? Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys on the next episode. 